This Star News Media Podcast is presented by North Chase Family Dentistry. Open evenings, Saturdays, and they probably take your insurance. Visit them on the web at NorthChaseFamilyDentistry.com. And by Tidewater Heating and Air Conditioning, servicing all major brands with highly trained technicians who are the best the industry has to offer, serving Wilmington and surrounding communities for more than 40 years. Learn more at TidewaterAC.com. And by Cape Fear Pharmacy, a local independent pharmacy providing health care and compounding services customized to meet our patients' needs. Visit CapeFearPharmacy.com today and let us take care of you. And welcome to a very special episode of Cape Fear Unearthed, the podcast exploring the persisting legends, historical oddities, and landmark stories of southeastern North Carolina. For the final time, I'm your host, Hunter Ingram, and I'm a reporter with the Star News here in Wilmington. As I just mentioned, this is my final episode as host of this podcast something that is incredibly bittersweet to say out loud. Starting in March, I'm going to begin a new position as the educator and historian for Old Baldy Lighthouse on Baldhead Island, a fascinating piece of local history that we actually covered on this show in the summer of 2019. I am so excited for this next adventure, and I'm so ready to dig even deeper into this region's history. But I would be lying if I said it wasn't sad to step away from the podcast. I'm joining you one last time today, not to share a final story, but rather to help usher in the next era of Cape Fear Unearthed by introducing you to its new host. So joining me today is John Staten, a colleague of mine at the Star News and the man you will soon hear as the host of the podcast. John, it's my pleasure to welcome you to Cape Fear Unearthed. Well, thank you for uh, having me, Hunter. It's, uh, it's a real honor to be asked to do this. Like I said, I was very surprised, and, uh, but it's exciting. It'll be a new challenge in uh, my career. Absolutely. And it was a new challenge when I started it a couple of years ago. And, and one thing that I'm excited about for you to take over the show for is you and I have different voices when we write. We have different interests about things that we write about, but we both have a real appreciation for this area's history. Uh, me, because I love history and you, because this is your history. You were born here, you've grown up here. And so I wanted to give you a chance to tell people who you are and, and, uh, and kind of where they might have seen you or what kind of interest you have? Well, yeah, I am definitely from this area. Both my parents went to New Hanover High School. I actually wasn't born here, but I moved back here when I was a young kid, uh, four years old, and have been here pretty much ever since. And, you know, and I've heard these, a lot of these stories you've covered on Cape Fear Unearthed, you know, I've heard since I was growing up, you know, Samuel Jocelyn in the graveyard, um, one of my, you know, Thalian Hall, uh, you know, a lot of that history is just kind of what I've been around, you know, and I've seen a lot of, you know, changes at, you know, Thalian Hall and different places around town. So it's just been, you know, it's kind of something that not that I've been fascinated by, but I've just been like surrounded by. So it was kind of, uh, you know, inherently interesting, just kind of living around here and being around it. Well, and and I think that brings a really interesting perspective for this next chapter of Cape Fear on Earth, because 
I am someone who moved to this area to work for the Star News. And I have always loved history, but I had to learn the area's history. You've grown up with it. And so you bring a whole new perspective to the show. And I think that's going to be really exciting for listeners. And for me, who was going to be a listener when you take over, uh, to to hear kind of how you approach some of these stories, having known them for so long. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, it's going to be a different challenge. I've always said my forte is, you know, not necessarily talking, but more writing. And uh, I have had a, you know, I've made a lot of appearances on TV and radio, and I had a podcast briefly back in, uh, you know, 10 or 12 years ago about local music. I think that's maybe where people really know me is from covering the arts locally, music and theater and visual art and um, all that type of thing, um, festivals. But, you know, but there's a lot of history there, too. You know, I mentioned Thalian Hall, you know, what what place in this town has more history kind of tied up in it than that place. And um, it's uh, really interesting when you start to look into, well, you know, that wasn't added until later. Well, before this, you know, there weren't, you know, these, um, these aspects to the hall. Um, And just as you look back in history, I think I mentioned to you before we started this, that I'm reading uh, Wilmington's lie about 1898 right now. And Methelian Hall is mentioned all through that book in almost every chapter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's so much in this town that, and it really kind of, you know, helps us explore kind of what's happening now, you know, kind of, I think it's kind of like maybe a cliche, but to kind of understand where we are, we kind of have to know where we came from. And, um, you know, it just uh, helps educate us about, you know, the place where we spend all this time, you know, and uh, spend our lives really. Absolutely. And, and that's been a real conceit of the show and something that I've hope I've been able to do over the past couple of years is, show the connected threads of all these stories. I mean, as we've gone on and done more episodes, we've been able to connect and reference stories that we did in the past. But yeah, you're right. It is a cliche. But I think that especially in this current moment we're living through as a country, that there's so much that can be learned about the past that can inform the present. And and that is that's incredibly true here in the Cape Fear. And you know, one thing that I think our listeners will recognize if they've been with us since the beginning or even a couple of years is that I have always had a real interest in colonial history and antebellum history, you know, leading up to the Civil War and through the end of the 1800s. And that has really influenced a lot of the topics that we've talked about. But you have different eras that you'll have interest in and you'll you'll still bring in stories from those previous eras. But I mean, I'm I'm curious, kind of what kind of things or what kind of uh, time periods do you want to talk about? I mean, you're going to cover all of it, but is there anything specific that you're looking forward to to kind of digging into? Well, you know, I think a special interest of mine is definitely the arts and um, not that we're going to have every episode be about the arts, but um, I think there is a lot to explore there. I mean, I. I just mentioned Wilmington's Lie. There was a, um, a part I was reading last night. I mentioned some band that played some big celebration, you know, downtown Wilmington in the 1890s. I think it would be really interesting to kind of go back in history and look at you know, what are some of the, you know, uh, musicians and, you know, uh, bands and music that people listen to, you know, back in the 1880s or 1890s or 1920s or whenever, you know, arts history, like I think Keenan Auditorium at UNCW is getting ready to have its 50th anniversary. I think it'd be fun to kind of go back and look at the contributions that, you know, UNCW and Keenan Auditorium have made. Um, But just also, you know, and I think I have, uh, I mean, 1898, I think that's almost an endless source of, uh, you know, fascination and really just importance and how it shaped our area. And it doesn't have to be only the year 1898. There's the years leading up to it. There's the years after it. 
um, decades, you know, before and decades after. So I think, um, you know, race relations is definitely a topic I'm interested in. Um, the arts is definitely a topic I'm interested in. Um, you know, Civil War, Revolutionary War, you know, that's interesting as well. And you've covered a lot of that, too. So I think there's a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's more that can be done. But like you said, it's history. I mean, there's never, you're never going to run out of history because you never be able to get to all of it. No, and that is incredibly true because in the process of kind of handing the show over to you, I've passed along a list to you of the things that I thought was, you know, possible topics for us to cover in the coming. We'll be checking off that years. list. Don't, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and it's a long list, and you're going to only make it longer with stories that you find interesting. And so, I actually think that this is a real opportunity to show the the real capacity and the real potential of Cape Fear Unearthed to be able to bring in different voices. That's always been a mission of mine to never let this show just be my voice. Even in the episodes where we don't have a guest, I make sure to include quotes from people of the time period or quotes or insights, just anything that can provide a, a larger, more broad insight into some of these stories because I don't want it to be just my voice. I, I imagine you don't want it to be just yours. And so this whole show can just be about different perspectives and different stories and, and different storytellers. And that's kind of what this transition from, from you to, or from me to you is going to be of how we all present stories and, and learn from them and listen to them. And, and so I'm, I'm glad that the show, I'm actually incredibly glad and incredibly proud that the show can live on beyond me. And I think that that is, you know, what I hoped for when I, when I created it. No, you've done a great work, Hunter. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, it's been really kind of, you know, I remember when it kind of first started, I'm like, oh, okay, well, local history podcast, let's see how that goes. You know, four, um, four years later, it's, I think, going better and stronger than anyone could have imagined, you know. I don't Myself think, included. <laughs> I don't think you could have done any better of a job than you've done. Well, and, well, thank you. And and one thing that I'm I'm proud of the show and one thing that will kind of give you an open sandbox to play in is, you know, we can bring in just about anything you know we've done everything from the cape fear indians and the establishment of this this area uh by europeans in the 1700s all the way to looking at the history of one tree hill in this area and so there's such a there's such a a, a canvas to paint on here and bring in so many things large and small and and that's what's really always been the the promise and the the excitement of cape fear on earth to really have the ability to talk about anything, you know, something small, something, uh, you know, life changing like yeah. 1898. I think that there's so much to do and there's still so many stories still to tell. And so I'm glad to be uh, handing it off to you. You know, you mentioned Thalian Hall. You mentioned uh, Samuel Jocelyn, some of these stories that you've grown up with. I mean, do you have a favorite one, one that has always stuck with you, uh, you know, a local story or a, a legend or something? You know, it's interesting because you know I've lived downtown a long time. I live downtown now. I live in an old house. It dates to about uh, 1905, and you know, and I walk around downtown a lot. And I often think, man, wouldn't it be cool if you just go back for one day and like walk down, you know, Third Street, what it was like in like. I think that all the time. <laughs> it would be a, it would be it would be, uh, be, be so cool. You know, I definitely um, I used to work with a reporter named Amy Hotz, who um, I think she left before you started. But she wrote a lot about local history and she um, you know, she was always, you know, trying to climb down into Jacob's Run and, you know, go underground. And um, I've always thought Jacob's Run was a was a really interesting story, you know, how it was possibly used to smuggle people or smuggle, you know, goods. 
Um, or was it just a sewer? Who knows? I mean, it's a, or, you know, or was it all of that? So yeah. you know, I, I think uh, stories like, you know, Jacob's run has always been really fascinating to me. There used to be a, um, probably the first I ever heard of Jacob's run. There used to be a, a club downtown called Jacob's run that was like, you know, had live music and stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's still there and it's still uh, part of our history. And that's, that's the story that's, that's one that I can think of off the top of my head. That's always been interesting to me. Well, we actually did, you know, we did something about Jacob's run and, and those tunnels early on in the show, yeah. uh, but there's still so much to tell about them. I mean, connecting them to the president, seeing how much influence they've had. There was a boat named Jacob's run. There was a club right. named Jacob's run. Right. There's so much interest in local history that, it has had these kind of branches over the years of, of really influencing things. You see so many things that are named Dramtree. You have experience with Dramtree Park and then Dramtree Shakespeare because of local theater. And so that, that all links back to the story of the, the old ancient Dramtree that we did a few Great years story. ago. So it, it's, there's so much to do. And, and I'll say that uh, Amy Hotz was actually on the first season of the podcast um, when we did That's our... Right. Beast of the Cape Fear. She had done some reporting on the Beast of Bladenboro and uh, was in that. So we were actually able to rope her in because in our first season, right after Hurricane Florence kind of sidelined the show because our offices got destroyed. uh, That was the one episode that I have done over the phone. We recorded it over the phone with Amy. And so that was an interesting one to kind of close out our first season. Well, hopefully I'll I'll, I'll be able to continue the uh, tradition and rope you back in one of these days. Yeah, exactly. That I would love it. I would love it. I do hope at one point I can come back in uh, and, uh, and join you on the show. Uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned Jacob's run. Jacob's run is actually a very important part of the origins of this show. And I don't know if, if all of our listeners know this, I've told this at different speeches I've given about the podcast or on some of the tours that we've done where I've told kind of where I came up with the idea of the show and it, goes back to a day in May 2017 when there was a small sinkhole on 2nd Street in downtown Wilmington. And it's because there was a weak point in Jacob's Run or one of those tunnels underneath the city. And there was a, there was a sinkhole. And those bricks caved in and they closed off the street. And I wrote something about it, just kind of general that they had closed it off, that it had ties to this local story. And one of our editors, I have, <laughs> I've, I've had so many editors at the paper uh, that I just have not been able to, uh, I've been trying to remember the exact editor that uh, assigned it to me, but just write a story about the history. Go, go read about it. Go ask some people about it. Write a story about the history of Jacob's Run. And I did. And it was a huge story. We had like 20,000 people click on it. And I was at lunch one day and I was just talking about how I was so surprised by this because I have always loved history, but I know that a lot of people get turned off by history because they remember sitting in a high school classroom or a college classroom and, and having to learn about it and then being tested on it. Right. And when you break free of that, I think there's such a real love of history in this community and, and really everywhere. And there's a real thirst for it. And so I came up with this idea that, you know, the, these were short stories and, and a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are shorter episodes. I know that under my tenure, some of our episodes have gotten longer because I, I tend to write longer and talk longer. But I thought this was the perfect kind of format to tell local stories that capture a specific moment, capture a specific time, capture a specific struggle in our city's history. And so that is kind of how Cape Fear and Earth was born. I came up with the 
I always tell the story and I said it in my farewell column that I wrote for the paper that I came up with the title for it and the logo for it by drawing it out on a napkin at lunch with one of our other colleagues, Diane Fuhrer. And I just doodled it out. I have, I'm a terrible drawer, but I, I kind of doodled it out on this napkin, went back to the office, drew it on a piece of paper, and then sent a picture of that to a graphic designer who came up with our logo. And from there, it took a couple months to kind of get my voice right, my pace right. I'm a fast talker, so trying to transition myself to slowing down for a podcast has uh, been a real challenge. Then from there, I just kind of pitched it and Basically, our, our editors told me to take a chance on it, you know, come up with this. We had a plan to hopefully get 100 listeners in our first episode and, and grow it to about 150 by the end of the, the season of our first 10 episodes. And we got several hundred our first episode. And now we, we get thousands of listeners. There's a lot of people who love Cape Fear and Earth. And so I'm really proud of, of what we've been able to do and, and what this show can still be with, with you at the helm, because it can tell different stories. It can revisit stories that we've done from a different perspective. You know, as you mentioned, there's so many things that can branch off from one single story that can have impacts on the other. I mean, obviously, 1898 is such a, a present example of that because of how it affected the city for decades and decades and even to this day. But you look at things like Brunswick Town, you look at things like the shipbuilding uh, company during World War II, you look at the people like William Benjamin Gould going out and, and making history as uh, someone who recorded his experience as a former slave working with the Union Navy. There's so many options and there's so many stories to tell. And they're still evolving. I mean, I wrote a story today as we're recording this, uh, a story came out about an update for the trouble the well story that was the beached sperm well in Wrightsville Beach in 1928 about a local family who think they have the only surviving tooth from the jawbone of that whale that went missing in 1928. And so these stories can pop up and still be present and still be timely and still have so much kind of story left to tell. And so that's why I'm excited the show can continue. I'm excited the show can continue with you. I mean, we have worked together since the very beginning. At one point, you were my editor uh, when I wrote about theater and stuff. So uh, this is very interesting. Right. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to all this. You know, it'll be a whole new world for me in a lot of ways. But in a, in a weird way, it'll be a new world and an old world since it's, you know, uh, history. So uh, I'm really looking forward to kind of getting into it. And uh you know, hopefully um, entertaining our current listeners and bringing in a few new ones as well. Yeah. And I'm so excited about, you know, the possibility of the stories you'll tell reigniting excitement in our, in our listeners, but also bringing in new ones who might not know about the show or who know you, because we didn't mention this, but you've worked at the star news for how many years? Um, I started full time in 2004. I worked part time for, uh, two or three years before that. And I mean, even back in the 90s, I was working for um, Encore magazine, uh, which is like a local weekly entertainment publication. So, um, you know, long time I've been doing, uh, I've been doing stuff in Wilmington since I got out of college in the early 90s. So it's, uh, it's been a long stretch. And, and, and that long stretch has provided a lot of people to know who you are. And so I think yeah. that that allows an entry point for people who may not have tuned into the show before. And um, it can also provide a familiarity for those who have been with the star news for a while and, and taken this journey with us. 
I just want to say is, as I kind of close out that uh, I leave this show incredibly proud of what we have done over the past couple of years. You know, we did grow it beyond just a podcast. We've done tours. I've done speeches. I've really been able to, you know, meld my love of doing this show and my love of history into articles for the paper that that exists beyond this show. And I'm incredibly proud of our Unearthing 1898 series. I cannot thank the paper enough for letting me fly out to Frying Pan Tower and do the episode there. That was just kind of a once in a lifetime experience that I'm so glad I could bring to the show. And I'm just excited that we got to still tell stories that were weird, that were, uh, you know, influential and important. You know, I think back on talking to William Benjamin Gould's great, great grandson, William Benjamin Gould IV, and, and having the conversation with him and Beverly Tetterton and, and having the conversation with Lenny Simpson about his time working with Althea Gibson. And every time that I got to talk to Chris Fonville and, and Jim McKee, because they were always a lively pair. And I think those are some of our best episodes in the sense that a lot of these stories are best when we can have the conversation about them, when we can uh, really dig deep into why they're important, why they still matter and, and why they were important when they happened. And we we're really lucky in this community that we've had so many people over the years to work really hard to preserve these stories because a lot of these stories could have been lost. They could have been forgotten. And we can do this podcast because of the work of so many others, uh, some of which we've had on the show. And so, John, I'm go. so excited to, to see what you do with it. Uh, I will be listening. I hope all of our listeners will continue listening and uh, continue to be uh, such good fans and, and, and listeners and, and just supporters of Cape Fear on Earth. This has been a community effort, and it will absolutely remain that. Uh, with John at the helm. John, is there anything else you want to say to our listeners before they hear you again as the host of Cape Fear on Earth? Just that I'm really excited to get started and to thank you for all the help that you've been in kind of making this transition. Um, Star News editor Pam Sander is the one that asked me if I wanted to do it in the first place. Um, my editor, Owen Hassel, is going to help out a lot. So um, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting started and uh, um, I'm looking forward to start telling these stories. Me too. I'm, I'm excited to start hearing them. And, and I will say Owen has been an incredible asset. He's both of our editors. And so he'll be involved in this as well. Sherry Jones is, is really has been a huge support to help me get this podcast to where it is. And so I want to thank her as well. And, and everyone who's been a part of this, as I said, it's a community effort. And there's just been so much support from all of the historians that that we've brought on to all of the listeners and, and all of the people who have had to deal with me when I become a perfectionist with this show. And, and uh, it, as I said in the article, it is, it is uh, absolutely my baby and I'm excited to see it transition to its new era. And until that new era, I want to encourage everyone to join our Facebook group by searching Cape Fear Unearth on Facebook. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter by visiting starnewsonline.com slash newsletters. And I would also encourage you all to subscribe to the Star News because subscribing to the Star News helps support local journalism, the work that John and I have been doing all these years, and it directly supports Cape Fear on Earth. So if you love the show, uh, support it and, and subscribe to the Star News. And I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners again. Uh, this has been an absolutely incredible experience. I have had just the greatest pleasure of learning with you and being able to tell stories with you. And so for one final time, I want to encourage everyone to get out and explore the Cape Fear region on your own. You never know what you might unearth. Mm-hmm.